0: episode of People Are Laying with me, Ice Gilberry, and I'm joined by my brother again, Bill. Say hi, Billy. Hey, how you doing? I am a Billy. How you doing? Ellie? Oy. Hey, how you doing? Oppa. So, how's your week going so far? It's Tuesday. We're This podcast will probably be out on Hump Day, so halfway through the week for you. How's that going? Oh, it's going. It's going. It's going. It's, it's going. Yeah, that's, I like, um, from Shaun of the Dead, where they say, oh, you know, how are you? And he goes, surviving, because it's basically, it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah. surviving. Surviving. <laughs> I'm not dead, <laughs> but that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not always the best, uh. kind of in the middle. It's like, everyone, you see him, they're like, oh, I'm doing great. Two minutes later, they're like, man, my life sucks. I'm like, no, no, no just <laughs> say it how it is. <laughs> it's going. I knew a guy... And whenever you'd say, oh, how are you, and stuff like that, his answer was always, oh, another day in paradise. I'm like, fuck you. How <laughs> dare you be happy. No, I, I was cynical, and I used to be like, another day in paradise, too, just to, like, mm-hmm. fucking piss people off, because I'm like, it, it irked me, so I knew it irked <laughs> other people. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was like, oh, how are you doing? I, I usually anymore be well, like, surviving. Wait. I just want to say this real quick. I like how you took... Something positive you're like, I'm gonna put this in a negative way. Oh yeah, that's, it's it's um, positive. <laughs> I'm that uh you know Winnie the Pooh and a little dark storm No, I'm Eeyore, you're Eeyore. you know the storm cloud it follows mm. poor Eeyore, that's me. <laughs> it's like how are you? Still alive. <laughs> oh, well that's good, right? If you say so <laughs> <laughs> And then um I guess over the weekend there's the Golden Globes, which, you know, I've, I've always kind of... I don't really care about the Golden Globes because everyone I've ever heard who talks about that stuff kind of mentions that, you know, it's kind of the s- slow brother of... Uh, hey, you, are know, you saying some The Academy Awards, you know, that's the big show, but, you know, to be honest, it's all just movie stars... Getting their ego fix. It's the red-headed stepchild of the Oscars, right? Basically. And I could care less about the Oscars, too.
1: Yeah, I'll but be honest about that. that it's one, all
0: about those those Nickelodeon. That one's awards. a little more... Um, I want to get gooed. Oh, you want Kids' Choice Awards? Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, that's what I, I... was just testing you to see if you knew knew what it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we here in Canada... We, we here. Really like those... Awards that look like an orange blimp or a giant dildo, eh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) In Canada, we don't have stuff like that. We have the Maple Syrup Awards. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then looking at the list of everybody who won Golden Globes this year, it's like, I, I feel like... I feel like I watched a lot of movies in 2016. Yeah, a lot. But I didn't... I've seen maybe a couple, but I'm an uncultured swine, I suppose, because I haven't seen any of these movies. Any of them. Like um, Best drama, motion picture, went to a movie called Moonlight. Didn't see it. I have um, no idea what that is, Moonlight. Uh, I don't know, and I don't really feel like looking it up, because I'll eventually see it on HBO or something, Maybe. And then best actor in a drama, you know, motion picture, was Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. That is a movie I want to see, but I hear it's so depressing and so sad. I'm like, I don't watch movies to be sad. What, what is that movie about? I, I haven't seen anything about it. I don't even know who Casey is. Someone who's in Manchester, and he's by the sea. You, you know, it's Casey Affleck, you know, Ben Affleck's little brother. So, you know, that I movie. I said Casey Anthony. That's the, that's the mother that. No, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah that's a piece of shit right there Casey Affleck you know he's, he wins awards and stuff you know that family's pretty uh, they're doing well and then best musical or comedy was uh, La La Land and I've heard good things about it and I, I want to see it but also I I just I never really see those I'll probably make a move because I know a couple people who saw it and like oh it was really good you'd like it a lot and because so I'm a huge, being raised in Denver and all that, and now in Texas and more east, you know, central, but I'm, I've always been very west coast, and I love the whole romance of Hipster! <clears throat> yeah. That's, uh, sorry about the cough. And this is shows L.A. is the, if you look at L.A., it's all struggling actors and actresses, you know, trying to catch a break, but to be honest, most of them never, you know, what is like one percent of those people you know get make it of mm-hmm. any of those? It's it's a really hard. Thing, the rest of them know. get naked. Well, get it? <laughs> yeah. Become porn stars. It'll, shoot, it's even hard to be a porn star because you know if you put it on like the What is it the Pornhub? You know who's gonna really watch it? But let's see, La oh, La Land won best director. I don't know. Like I want to see it La La Land. I'm I'm a sucker for musicals. Like. Well, I like Emma Stone and... uh, I'm usually bribed into seeing them. Like, oh, well, I'll give you, like, $20 and we'll get you dinner or whatever, something like that, to go see the movie. I'm like, all right. I know. What kind of shit is that, dude? Like, are you a prostitute? I feel like it's sometimes, (laughs) man. (laughs) If you put on some... uh, You were prostituted to go see Twilight. If you put on some lipstick and uh, I'll give you a meal... (laughs) <laughs> I'll let you fuck me. <laughs> I like to be wine and dying before you fuck me. <laughs> uh, best drama TV series is the Netflix TV show The Crown. Never Again, seen it. Haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Right here is good. Oh. I like I like how the Golden Globes us describe it as is. Haven't seen it. Heard La La- good things though. Shit, La La Land mocked up the Golden Globes though this year. Like, yeah, I thought, I thought best original song is a song called "City of Stars" from I think La La, it's something La Land. I might see best supporting actress is uh, Viola Davis from the movie Fences, and I just know that's a Denzel Washington movie. I don't know what it's about. Like you said I am uncultured swine. I don't. That's the thing. Like, I feel like the Academy Awards and stuff. Like, what I liked about 20, uh, six was it 2016 you know for the 2015 movies was Mad Max Fury Road mop that fucker up you know that yeah, was have. the best movie for me I've seen Mad Max Fury Road over 55 times I know that's really sad to say but I've seen that movie a lot it's such a good movie it's though. such a good movie it's you know whether so it's the work. soundtrack the uh, cinematography anything about that movie it's you can sit there and love it's two hours of nonstop adrenaline. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a really simple story if you look at it. But you, you you see something, you notice something different every time you watch it. You know, mm-hmm. you understand it more. Or you see something like, oh, I didn't notice that the first time. But it's, you know, George Miller is fucking a genius. You know, he, he's, you know, the Mad Maxes are amazing. And that's why I'm really glad he's, you know... I think he's wor- working on his called Mad Max The Wasteland... So Which I hope they go like Mad Max Wasteland You know Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to be Mad Max The Wasteland That takes away from it Where Like if you look like uh, Mad Max You know Mad Max The Road Warrior Okay that's the one with the And then there's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome But then they brought it back They kind of rebooted The franchise But it's still continuing You know Outwards It's like 30 some years After the original Mad Max Yeah Mad Max Fury Robe. You know, that's why like Mad Max Wasteland. That'd be badass. So wait, so they're, they're going to be... St- he's on pre-production, I guess. You know, it takes a long time. You know, George Miller, he's such a perfectionist and everything is mapped out. I guess, like, out of all, like, the storyboards and shit that they created for the movie, like, 80-some percent of that shit made it into the movie, you know. They, yeah. they knew exactly because it's such a visual movie. You can't really explain it by script. You can only explain it by picture. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this, you know, and this shot, and, you know, all those shots that you saw on the thing, you're like, oh, wow, they, he really did. You know, he had everything mapped out, and his wife is the editor, and she won, I guess, the Academy Award last year for best editing, and, you know, that was a, you know, we're going 2015 here, but that that was the best movie for me, that's why this year I didn't really care about any of the movies. <laughs> You're sitting there watching Mad Max. That's just <laughs> your. Day. And no, um, you know, um, you even got all the the original Mad Maxes and everything. Oh yeah, I've seen with uh, Mel Gibson. Which wow, those movies still hold up even oh yeah. after all that time. The first passed. Mad Max is slow. The Road Warriors, badass, and Beyond Thunderdome's ruined the series because they number one, it was PG thirteen, and they. There was a bunch of kids, and oh, it was like, it was too lighthearted. Master Blaster. I like that. <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> Who run by the town? Master Blaster run by the town. I love the way they talked in that movie, though. Oh, yeah. Because you could see Mad Max starts off with the, you know, humanity kind of collapsing. Uh-huh. And then it goes on to the Road Warrior where it's just collapsed. Yeah. Where everybody's kind of like, fucking, hold on, you know, Samuel L. Jackson from Jurassic Park always said, hold on to your butts. <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> but, that, that's that's the only thing that concerns me about Mad Max, and you know, I love the franchise. It's just George Miller, how old is the dude? It's like 70, 71. He's like he's 70. Old. He's old. He's and it's kind of like with the whole George R. or Martin <laughs> thing. That guy's severely overweight though. Alright, yeah, he's he's tinkering right but, now, but it really also it doesn't depend, you know, lifestyle and shit, but usually there's some people who just like look at poor Carrie Fisher, he's only made to sixty. When you look at that, that's really young for how old everyone else mm-hmm. is, like I mean know, look at George Michael, that guy was fifty-five, fifty-three. I consider that young. You know, oh, yeah. that's what well, well, <laughs> Uh it was it was uh Isaac's birthday a couple couple of weeks ago and he kept saying I'm a quarter of a century. Oh yeah, I'm a quarter of a century like, old. It's like it's such a <laughs> it's it's such an nihilistic way, way to look at it. Well, it, because it went by really fast, you know. Born in 91 and then boom, it's already 25 years later. But yeah, getting back to Mad Max is the real worries that collapse targeted. everything. Then beyond Thunderdome is everything has gone to shit and they've already dropped nukes. Uh-huh. And uh, I think I think that's the thing They they they've, they've, they've started to drop the nukes And the world is going to shit Road Warrior is before the nukes start Hitting hard uh-huh. So the world is kind of a wasteland now And, and shit Road, Fighting Road Warrior water. and Beyond Thunderdome Take place like 12, 13 years apart From each other mm-hmm. And then So it's a collapse of everything And then Fury Road, which is arguably, you know, before it was the Road Warrior, which is the best, but then Fury Road blew it out of the water, which is a good thing. It's good that you can make a sequel better than the originals. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't happen very often. That was, yeah. and especially with reboots. Well, they didn't necessarily Tom reboot Hardy, it, but they... I watch Mad Max Fury Road, and then I watch the Road Warrior. It's like... They, Tom Hardy's such a good actor where I'm not like, oh, you know, Tom Hardy, you know, I know it's Tom Hardy, but I'm like, no, that's Max. And then I look at Mel Gibson in The river. that's Max. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the quote where he goes, you know, uh, a man reduced to a single instinct, survive. That's all he fucking is, you know. That's the other thing where I look at Fury Road. Fury Road's, the world's been fucking over for years. Like, if you look at all of Fury Road, technically in the movie, that's all ocean. There's yeah. no fucking water anymore. They're, they're on the coast. You know, they're driving in the middle of the ocean. And when uh, the big thing of Fury wrote that everybody loves is Furiosa. But I honestly don't want her to be in the next Mad Max. Because it would ruin who she was, and it would ruin what Mad Max is. Uh-huh. Is if you look at Mad Max, is Furiosa, it's her story. That's what Fury Road is, is her story. If you look at any Mad Max movie... Mad Max is always a secondary character. He's just a guy. He's a wanderer that everybody comes across, and they're like, "Oh shit, I met this fucking uh, Max. Uh, what is it, Max uh, Rokotansky Rakitansky. It's like they run across this Max guy, and you know, nobody. And that's the thing. And I love he about never it. says his he name. He never says his name. This is something if you haven't looked it up. Max never says his name to anybody. If you look at Mad Max yes, his wife calls him Max and shouldn't everybody knows him, but that's because people know him. The world is still intact. You know, it's falling apart, but the Road Warrior program is still in effect, you know, the last line of defense before everything goes to shit. But then the Road Warrior never tells anybody his name. Beyond Thunderdome never tells anybody his name. Like, there's a scene, I guess, in, a. Uh, one of the movies where they're like oh I think it's think it's Thunderdome and he's yelling at him. he's like who do you think you are and then he's behind him and he goes name's Max and it's like that's the only time he says his name but Mm -hmm. he he was doing it as a joke he's not like introducing himself because he's a a wanderer and everybody he sees and knows just dies and he 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 doesn't really want to form attachments because they all end up dying so he's just fucking surviving because he would have killed himself a long time ago but Technically he doesn't know how to die. That's what I like about him. Like that he's reduced to one instinct. Survive. That's all he uh, does. Is survive. But you could see how like battered and tattered he oh, is he's like, by the PTSD just by PTSD. running throughout the uh yeah. uh-huh, he's just having all these flashbacks, especially you know so. if you see seen the originals his kid dies, his wife dies. Oh, yeah. Well he's lost his kid, he's lost his wife, and then like they show the little girl. In Fury Road, and he's like, you could tell that somebody he let himself get attached to again. Like, he let himself get attached to people again. And what happens? They get fucking murdered again. Everybody gets murdered. That's why with, like, Furiosa, when um, they're in the the war rig, and he's like, you know, go two clicks down the road and wait for me. And if I'm not back, you know, by the time the engines have cooled, you know, leave, you know, then leave. And she's like, well, what about you? And he says, you know just go yeah he 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 doesn't look at it like oh you guys wait for me you know he's like if you don't fucking see me again bye you know he's not really like trying to get attachments that's what's cool about him but then that's what i'm talking about for fury road is that this was fury rose's story but wasteland is should be another mad max and it's people coming across mad max and him helping them trying to find his redemption the reason he's trying to, like, find redemption is, is if he can help one person, he's done his job. You know, he's not doing this, you know, because, oh, he feels right. No, he just gets stuck in it, and he's going to do what's right. Yeah. He's, he sees these He's things. the last line of defense. You know, he so, may not be the best of the best. That's, you know, that's what the police are for, but no, he was the last line of defense. in this world now, seeing him. So, Tom Hardy, you know, he's amazing in it, and you know, what Mad Max, is a story about how he loses everything. Road Warriors, where he helps the, um, this, the beginning of Road Warrior is told from the perspective of the old of the version kid. of the feral kid. The little kid who fucking chops <laughs> <set> his arms <laughs> With up. With the forward. fucking boomerang? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> boomerang. What the hell is happening it's in a, this movie? It's told from the perspective of the feral kid. He's like, we came across this guy, Max. And, you know, then it's a story. It's like this with Maxis. And then the story of Beyond Thunderdome is about man. the kids of uh, Captain something. You know, they're all, oh, Captain, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was their, you know, the children of that. He's the one who went in there and fucking saved them. And they all remembered him from there, you know. And that that's why I like at the end of Fury Road is, it could, you know, he who wandered, what is it, uh, What is the quote? He who wanders in the wasteland in search of the better selves. Oh, yeah. Uh And they, uh, like, at the end of the quote, they they refer to him as the first history man. Well, I don't think they refer to him as the first history man. I just think everything's gone to shit. And he kind of, like, everything's gone to shit, and first history man is, like, first person who starts history again. You know, if you look at, like, The Library of Alexandria, that's what kind of kept history, and when that burned down, a lot of it was lost, where that history's kind of gone, and, you know, what start over is, like, that's like 10, 15,000 years ago, you know, in terms of humans and their infancy, there's no history on it, except for some of the guys who smeared their shit on the wall, and we see it, you know. But where must we go, we <laughs> who <want> to... <laughs> Oh, Isaac. I'm just talking about like... You can't jump to that. Yeah, I jump for a fucking talking about... Smear shit on the wall. All right. Because he... I don't give a fucking shit about cavemen. They're idiots. <laughs> uh, so I don't care about cavemen or... They ate Neanderthals. They ate Neanderthals. I, I hear people pronounce it Neanderthal. Neanderthal. But where must we go, we who wander this wasteland in search of our better selves? First History Man. So that's cool. So if you're, you know, sorry we got stuck on a tangent, but we were actually talking about a really good movie. If, like, if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Lane, where have you been? It's yeah, like, under a I rock. I have showed this movie to <laughs> Wait, everyone I know. Were you the one smeared the shit on the walls? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you've been living under a rock. <laughs> But yeah, that's the quote. <laughs> Back right. to the Golden Globes. Yeah, well, cool. that was it. Yeah, it yeah. Was like Zootopia won Best Animated Feature. That was a good movie, but okay. the only thing to come out of it was like drama between Sylvester Stallone and Creed. Well, which there there was drama of I guess Sylvester Stallone and his wife. Hey, uh, Adrian, you want know, to get? A, I went to get a table, and there was one seat for me. Uh, you know, Adrian over here, she this done and I'm like, that bullshit, I'm greedy and lazy. And, uh, so basically, yeah Sylvester Stallone had translated, a seat on a table where Casey Affleck was sitting, Matt Damon was sitting, and all them, and everybody had their seats except there's one seat on the table, and it was just for one person to sit, and it was Stallone and his wife and. He's like, fuck this, and went to the green room. That was basically it. You know, people would be like, oh that's... my gosh, he's so angry. I'm like, he fucking was like, this is fucking shit. I want to go back here. That was it. Ladies and gents, that's that's news anymore. Because he's the one How who... How is that news? Uh, I don't understand that. He's the one who was presented for, I think, best director, or best movie, or something like that. I didn't watch it because I don't like the gold. I don't watch any of that shit, you know. I think it's dumb. Which I did, I think Jimmy Kimmel's one who did it, and I like Jimmy Kimmel though. <sighs> but yeah, we'll get back to Fury Row real quick. <laughs> just in terms of let's talk about something good. <laughs> <laughs> Not about Stallone and his jet. Yeah! Your father was killed by a resident dude. Which I watched Creed last night. That movie was fucking awesome. I haven't right? seen it yet. No, um, oh, it was did. Like everyone I've talked to just really? can't stop talking about it. Oh yeah, I saw it on uh, Amazon Prime and. Yeah, it's, you know, it's that's what I like about Creed. It's about, Creed had a, a, a son, he had an affair on his wife, and, you know, she had a son, but that lady died, and then that lady... Spoilers. No. No, yeah, that's spoilers. But then that lady, you know, the kid got stuck in the foster system, and then he would go to juvie he liked to fight, but then Apollo Creed, his wife... ...seeked him out and adopted him. It's like what happens the first two, three minutes of the movie. is She adopts him and... It's cool of her. And then, you know, his name's Adonis. So he's Adonis Creed. But he goes by Adonis Johnson because he doesn't want to be in his father's shadow. Because, remember, he never knew his dad. His dad died before he was born. Because, you know, he got fucking beat the fuck up by Drago. And... But, yeah, but his I mom doesn't me. want him to be a boxer. Nobody wants him to be a boxer because of his dad and he doesn't want people to know who his father is, and then he moves to Philly, and then he goes to Rocky, and then, yeah, it's really good. It's a good boxing movie. It's it's really well done, and I hope they do more. I hope Sylvester Stallone can stick around to do some more of those movies. Because he's really good as being like the new Mickey, you know, training. He's old, and his hands, he can't... Mr. Miyagi. You know, you fuck your hands up when you box. You fuck them up big time, and I like how he kind of... He's not like oh I can't, but he just can't punch and shit the same anymore. You know he's old. You know he's seventy years old. But <laughs> that's a good movie. But another good movie that we hope for was we're we'll talking about the Wastelands. Yeah. Max. And I guess Tom Hardy, uh, I just I guess he he signed on for three movies. And he uh, is just waiting on the call for the sequel. That's what he said. Uh, And to be honest, is like you look at it. Mad Max came out in 2015, but they shot that movie in like 2012. The movie took like two, three years to get out. It was, it was in production hell for a long time. They shot it, but number one, like the pacing of the movie was really hard, and um, test audiences didn't like what they had seen and all that. So it took a long time for it to hit the, you know, the final product. Well, yeah, that's why I'm glad it did well, because I was always hearing shit, but, you know, so let's hope George Miller gets fucking I mean, how many times do we see, like, movies like Judge Dredd that are just... Well, Dredd was good, but... I thought it was great. And that Fury Road is a masterpiece. Fury Road is a masterpiece, number one, the art design, the direction, because they put you in a world and they tell you nothing about it. You have to learn about this world yourself. There's no... Oh, they they don't explain anything. Anything. Like, I explained a lot to you in terms of talking about the Mad Maxes, but they don't explain that to anyway. It just starts and it's Max in a story. But it's like, who the fuck is a Morton Joe guy? What are these war boys and why are they half-life war boys? You know, comma-crazy is what they call them. Comma-crazy war boys... And it's like, they put you in this fucking world, you're like, I don't know what this is. And everybody, like, everybody I've showed it to, you know, they're like, what? Who's that? What? I'm confused. What? Decapito. But then, like, you know, 30, 40 minutes into it, you know, they're just in, trapped in the story. I showed it to people who are old and don't fucking like movies. They're like, wow, that was really good. Because it's it's that kind of movie. I showed it to, remember Auntie D? Mm-hmm. She fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. I showed it to my mom, she loved it. I've showed it to everybody I know. They, they always, I've never seen someone walk around and oh, okay, I guess. And if they do, I fucking sucker punch their ass. And it did, you know, it did well, and I hope Wasteland does well. <laughs> wow! <better. laughs> That's violent. <laughs> well, I'd sucker punch oh, their man. ass. <laughs> it's a movie I've wasted, if I've watched it 55 times at two hours apiece... That's one hundred and ten fucking hours of my life, pretty mm. much I've wasted on that movie. That's fucking almost like a fucking week I have spent watching that. And uh, so yeah, that's another one. I'm sorry. This is I guess this is this is kind of becoming a movie, movie podcast. Definitely, that's a huge part of pop culture of what we like. But we also won't refine it. It's it's will no, be just be ill. Be whatever it is Whatever the stories we see is cool You know And mm-hmm. is relevant for what the time is Like um Rogue One I guess came out this week In China China You know They're gonna build a wall China is a huge China right now Until I think at the end of 2017 They'll overtake America They're huge Is the Number one Box office You know In terms of gross Is America but number two is China. But China's catching up to America in terms of money they spend on movie, seeing movies. So China, you know, in the last decade... Like, if you look at like why the fucking um, Marvel movies do so well... Is they came out right when China was starting to see movies a lot. It's a huge culture now to see movies in China. So that's why, if you look at The Force Awakens... You know, they add, you know, what is it, the uh, Kanji Club... Those uh, Asian dudes, you know, they're fucking from in, Raid. They're Chinese, you know. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, they're Chinese actors. And, if if you've if you've yeah. ever seen the movie Raid, or if you haven't, well, the Raid Redemption, the Raid Redemption, raid Woo, that's but a good movie. Those are guys who are from it, but so they they put people in there, you know, Asian people, in order to pull in Chinese audiences because they're trying to hit that market. Just even with a Donnie Yen, if you look at a yeah, you know, Rogue One. Fucking two big, you know, Donnie Yen. I've seen him in a shit ton of stuff. Remember Ip Man and all those. Oh yeah. So, but you know, it came out last year in China, and you know, for like sixty-seven million dollars, it's just huge. But the Chinese market, everyone doesn't know what the fuck Star Wars is. You know, people probably watch it, but it's 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 a foreign movie. Nobody's really seen them, so it'll catch on. But then Rogue One came out in China this week, and it only did about like thirty-one million, which isn't great in terms of. Uh, Force Awakens did like $68 million last year. You know, it's still playing the number one spot in China. So, but I don't really care about that because the movie is number one. It's already sir. it's the second highest grossing Star Wars movie of all time right now. Yeah. All these stars, you know, back then, the money, if you were to add it for inflation, A New Hope would be the biggest and shit. But Force Awakens did point some. Billion dollars, billion dollars. I don't think even episode eight will hit that number. You know, it'll probably do a billion in some. But that—that's a really good fucking thing that Disney did. Is like, spent four point some billion dollars on Star Wars, and they already made you know half of it back the first movie. And they're already almost a billion dollars into the second standalone movie. It has nothing to do with the Sega. But shit, Disney's pretty money with that franchise, and they're taking good care of it though. So yeah. That's from Fortune. But a movie we have talked about a couple times that we hope, I guess it comes out in November, is the new Justice League movie. And this week they released a picture of all four of them. You It shows Batman Batman, on the left, Wonder Woman, Woman, Megatron. Oops, I mean Cyborg. (laughs) Cyborg. Yeah, if you look at Cyborg's crotch, it looks like Megatron's face. And then there's... uh, the Flash and then Octopus. Meatloaf, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman looks cool. I don't like the goggles. It looks like the Owl. Uh, what was the he guy? looks like Owl from fucking The, the Watchmen. The yeah. Which I understand is Zack Snyder, but I'm like, man, Zack Snyder, like, he is getting quit, in. His quit your own shit with the way. L's. Well, no, he's getting in the way of making these movies good. Mm-hmm. The DC puts Zack Snyder as the, the head of the basically, you know, DCEU. And Wait, I don't understand. He shot himself in the foot every time. Like, Man of Steel should have been amazing. It was okay. Batman v Superman should have been epic. It was long and boring, and it was a lot of talking. A lot of talking. Your mom's Martha too? He he didn't have much to do with Suicide Squad, but Suicide Squad should have been amazing. It was fucking awesome. No. No. Suicide Squad, to to be honest, is the weakest... Because I I watched something on uh, YouTube a couple days ago where this guy's talking about when people watch a movie they just watch a movie like oh okay here's the story action action and credits okay I'll go home but when you watch a movie the way you shoot you, you know compose an image and the way the biggest part of making a good movie is editing you know and Suicide Squad was fucking known for its you know Warner Bros is known for its terrible editing like. They come out with a movie, and then there's a director's cut, and then they're like, no, we don't like that. And then they cut it themselves, and that's what comes out in theaters, and it's shit. Well, that also happened with uh, Suicide Squad. The director had a cut. It was slow and kind of lanky and shit. And then they hired the people, the uh, trailer part. Yeah, they're from that, the trailer The, the that made the... They're the ones who uh, movie did the trailer. first... Well, no, it was another studio that did the first uh, Suicide Squad trailer, like the cool with the Bohemian Rhapsody but they give it to another studio and they cut it and number one you can tell they cut trailers because man I, like if you do notice th- those cuts are no. so fast and all violent right. in that beginning of that movie all right i was sitting there and you know you kind of said like oh you know beforehand that it was cut and just watching it for the first time it felt like a movie trailer it didn't feel like a movie it well, felt like i was watching a movie trailer i guess like the guy saying I was, didn't like, if you watch the beginning of the movie he said there is three different songs, songs. Yeah, the songs before were... the first. Tre- I mean, before the title, you know. So, Suicide Squad. You know, they show in, and then it, it's like it was terrible editing. It was edited terrible, and the story made no sense. That's the thing. Is like if you look at it, it goes and it's like it, it shows a character. Boom, boom, boom. This is the character. Boom, boom, boom. This is the character. Where they should have... I know it, it was fast-paced... And it's like, oh, boom, here's some text on who Deadpool's... Fast, fast, fast. Boom, fast. I'm like, don't show the text for 10 seconds. They pan in, they show the prison. Oh, whoa, what is that cool logo? Truck goes across it. I'm like, you're not... When you compose a shot... You want the audience to see what you're looking at. And they don't do that. Like, it starts off and it shows the security room... Of the guy looking at all the cameras... And then it shoots the fucking Deadpool punching a bag. They should have composed it shot. at a shot. Yeah, dead shot shooting f- at Will Smith punching the bag for the camera watching him in the room. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. The shot, and then it shows what he's seeing. Because then they, then a couple scenes later, they do that with Harley Quinn when they electrocute her, and then it goes. It shows her, and then it shows her again from the security terminal going back. Well, I'm sure that they did take the shots. It's just like you're but saying the with editor, the water. I guess John they did Brothers. 200 and some hours of footage they shot for the movie, but you know that that's what they fucking edited, and it was terrible. It was terrible. It made no sense. And that's and that's going to be awkward if Jared Leto leaves because we we've all heard, and if you haven't, Jared Leto's he has such a sour taste in his mouth because Whoa. of what we how much they cut out. We got an opportunity to see the Joker here, and we got an opportunity to see the Joker. Close your eyes and blink real quick, and he was gone. That was it. You know, and that's another point the guy brought in is, you remember the security guard, the dude from Mad TV? Uh They show him, they're like, they they show this character, and they build him up, and they don't do anything with him. You you do character development, and then he disappears after he gives Harley the phone, and then she's like, ha 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 ha, and then he's like, what does that mean? And it's gone, we never see him again. You know yep. what? What they show him as the bad guy in the beginning. You know he's the one who tortures these fucking people. You know he tortures fucking Harley Quinn. He tortures Deadshot. You know remember the, all the guards beat the fuck out of him because he pisses off the guard. So they set up this character as a big bad guy, and then we never fucking see him after the Joker's like nah, 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 nah. It's like what? It, so. it kind of reminded me of like how with Transformers Four: Age of Extinction how they did the whole. Like what's that one guy that's in Silicon Valley, the funny like uh, curly haired dude? Oh, you know, he um, was set up to TJ, be such such TJ a what? a character, like a funny character of the universe. T J Miller, I think. The comedic humor. Then he gets killed fucking fifteen, twenty minutes into the movie, and you're kinda like, Why was he set up? What movie? Uh, Transformers Four: Age of oh, Extinction. Don't talk about yeah. Don't, that's that's a, that's the worst movie. Yeah, I love it because I like the action, but no, no. you don't watch it for the story. You don't watch it for the story. I, I watch it for the robots. I I sat there in the first twenty minutes of this movie and I said, "Is this over yet?" Yeah, it's. And then I look over to Isaac and he's sitting there. Whoa, the explosions! And I'm sitting there like, "Why the fuck did they build this guy up? What's all this fucking random Whoa. shit?" You know, I'm, I know I'm fucking laying the Suicide Squad here, but I've kind of gotten to a point where I'm like, why are they fucking these movies up? First yeah, off, that's where I was going with Transformers, you know, I was raised with Transformers, the cartoons and everything.
1: Yeah,
0: what? Transformers is shit. No, 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 I'm saying like... And it's going to be you shit. You know, and then they do it with Suicide Squad with the comic books, they're just... No, they keep doing it where it's, it's not. not they, they're that. just doing it out for the action. It's they the completely ruined the movie in terms of their decisions didn't make sense. It, 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 maybe there's film out there where this shit justifies what it's for, but let's say the guard, boom, he's gone, okay? And then we see Amanda Waller, the lady who's like, oh, she has a plan and she knows how to get people to do things they don't want to do. But guess what? She's a fucking idiot, okay? The first thing, like, oh, we're going to get people to do stuff we want to do by fucking torturing them and making them hate us? That makes no fucking sense. Number one, if you're this smart fucking strategist, that's not how you do it. So number one, that's already going, you know, my in, of a little flag in my head. And then they they show up in the room where they show the witch. And you're like, oh, cool, you know, we've got all this cool shit. And we're like, oh, okay, so we're ready for it. And what happens, fucking? Oh, we're gonna we want to create a team because what if Superman comes down and rips the top of the White House out and takes the president? We need people to fight the fucking metahumans. There's w- w- two fucking metahumans on that team, you know. So it's like that's I think that's what fucking pissed me off is like their decisions, like. Harley Quinn. What's she gonna do against Superman? Superman's gonna rip her limb from limb. Uh, and then they show Captain Boomerang. He's just a thief. He has no powers. Deadshot's a good shot with a gun. What's that's gonna do against Superman? Unless you got kryptonite bullets. It's like it. It did. It just didn't make any sense. So, but remember. Remember that's what they say. Is, oh, we're going. To make a team that can fight metahumans, okay. So you you've just set up the story point, point. and then they go, and then the witch lady goes and sh- the enchantress, and she go, oh brother, and she lets her brother go. And everyone, they fucking show no exposition on that. And then we go and we see the, uh, you know, she he's like oh she ran away on me, and then the town, ta- you know, what is it a midway city is going to shit. And they're like, oh, send in these people. And then they go, because first off, they're like, oh, you need to send these people in to fight metahumans. But then they basically go around and turn the story around and say, like, oh, they need to go into Midway City to save some special person. You, you just contradicted yourself. And then they go into the city, and oh, guess what? It was Amanda Waller the whole time. She was... You know, ooh, we had to save her. I'm like, why? It That made no sense. And then what's the first thing she does when they save her? Kills them. She fucking murders all the employees. She's like, this is above their clearance level. What? What? So yeah, that, them, don't, that movie. And that's what scares me looking at this Justice League. Is like, <laughs> are they going to do the same thing? Are, the, are they? Because I, I, I gave a free pass to Man of Still. I gave a free pass to Batman v. Superman because Ben Affleck redeemed it in terms of that fucking end scene where he beats the shit out of everybody. That Batman fight and Superman scene was fucking... The only scene that I wanted to see in the movie it was there for like three, four minutes, and then... It was like, really? Ugh. So that barely gets a pass. But then Suicide Squad comes, and supposed to redeem everything, and it fucking backfires. DC, stop fucking up your own entertainment universe. You're fucking yourself over. Number one, you have this guy named Zack Snyder. He's awesome, but he hasn't done anything good since 300. He hasn't. Damn. Okay, fucking Watchmen is good, but it's fucking boring. You know? It's like, yeah, that comic book is a comic book you can never really translate into a movie, and he did it, but it didn't Resonate with audiences. Oh, Sucker Punch, worst movie I've ever seen in my life. That movie was horrible. You know, shit. To be honest, probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. Zack Snyder's is probably Dawn of the Dead. You know, at least that movie was fun. Three hundred was good. You know, three hundred. Three hundred is my favorite. Nothing but slow mo shot after slow mo shot. I think he's good at action. So he's his oh, wow. He's good at wow. Yeah, but like he he's really good at composing a shot. Where if you. Freeze any frame of Batman v. Superman. It looks like a comic book shot. That's good and all. I mean... But the story sucks. The story sucks. So, we're looking at this image, and it looks like a... a, a, Maybe a ship or something going down. So, it looks like they're going to leave this thing. And there's smoke coming out of the sides. Because, you know, the hydraulics have to always have to smoke. Um... Aquaman, he looks pretty tight to me, you know. Number one, that's not a trident, though. That's five tongs. Uh, we got the Flash. The Flash, that doesn't look like... That's a very good suit to run in. It, it Looks like meatloaf. I from, like uh, the Flash in the WB show. I like the outfit. He That is a good Flash. And then this is like... I feel like they put all of their brain power in trying to design and overcomplicate the suits... Than putting into the actual movie. And then we have Cyborg. It looks like a fucking transformer. And he's probably going to have a bunch of moving parts inside. And like, ooh, we don't fucking give a shit. The, 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 and look how small he is. Like, to be honest, he's in the background. So he's probably as tall as Batman and shit. But he, he, Cyborg, to me, is a fucking big Cyborg, dude. He, so, okay. And then number one, Gal Gadot. That doesn't look like her face. If you look at that's not her face. That looks like they fucking... Eat. Uh, 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 fucking stunt double and Kim they, Kardashian cause look, it looks like she got stung by bees the way her yeah. face looks like. so no that's not Gal Gadot and then Batman oh that's fucking tight but number one why are they giving him the Dark Knight armor again I like to suit in Batman v Superman I understand he's fighting bigger shit now so he needs to have the armor for it so it is very Arkham-esque like the Batman Arkham games but those goggles I don't like the goggles and then it makes his eyes look like they're all the way fucking up here yeah. So, you're you're shooting yourself. DC. you I, I I hope y'all you, you, you know come to a new thing. But sorry, I have I I just can nothing but rant about the movies anymore. Because everything Marvel does, they knock it out of the park. Look at Doctor Strange. That movie shouldn't have been good. It it shouldn't have been what it was. But somehow they got in there and they ripped off Inception. But it made it its own. And boom, the movie was fantastic. If they c- if Marvel can make Doctor Strange cool, DC can make the Justice League cool. Come on, people. Which, I'm kind of confused why they're adding Cyborg. I usually saw him as, like, Teen Titans. Because in the new 52, he's a founding member of the Justice League. Oh, I've never okay. really cared about him. But... Yeah, I've never really... So, yeah, that's what we have there. And, you know, in terms of, like, TV shows, I guess... You know, it was a terrible movie, but I love uh, Jim Carrey. It was, a uh, What is it, the... Series. A series of Unfortunate Events. They came out with a TV show on Netflix, you know, with uh, Neil Patrick Harris is the bad guy. and I'll give it a watch, so give it you know, on Netflix this week if you want to have something to watch. Watch a series of Unfortunate Events. It's based on, you know, child books. And I used to read them when I was a little kid. I used to like to look at the pictures, and I remember in all the pictures, the little baby was always eating, like, metal and shit. The baby ate everything. I always thought that was funny. Which, I don't know, I... Whenever I see Neil Patrick Harris, I think... Neil Patrick Harris, that's all I think of, of him as. You know, I don't think of him as any other character. Like, even in uh, Harold, and, Harold and Kumar, he played Neil Patrick Harris. You know, he played himself because he's just such a recognizable guy. Yeah, yeah guy. he's an, an actor. He's like, kinda, with Tom Hardy, he's you, you lose he looks, who he is. He looks like the character. You know, um, G- Jim Carrey looked better, but I like how the, the title of this is. It's an article from The Verge where it says, Netflix... Uh, Netflix's A Series of Unfortunate Events gets right what the movie got wrong. So, th- number one, that's a good thing because with a movie, you only have 90 minutes to try and tell a story. But with Netflix, which is awesome, I don't know if there's 30-minute shows or an hour shows, but if it's 10 episodes, either you got 5 hours or 10 hours to tell a story. Uh, that that's That's what I like. So, go watch that. <laughs> and... To get off of the stupid fucking um, rant on, you know, Justice League, Zack Snyder. I don't think you're listening to this. I don't even think anybody listens to this, but I hope somebody does. Damn, Maybe put listen. yourself down, man. Please share the podcast. You know, I know it's on YouTube right now, but please share it. Please just what? like share, it. You know, I I hate how I have to. I, I feel like I'm pouring myself out here, but come on, please. It's like if you if you liked anything we've said, please. And if you don't agree with anything we've said. Oh, oh, well, everybody has differing opinions, but I don't want to lose your respect, because I respect anybody, even if you have different, You know, unless you're a uh, crazy, racist, misogynist, then maybe I'm not going to like you, but if you're a normal person, uh, you're fucking tight. Yeah, if you've s- sat and listened to us this long already, kudos. <laughs> kudos <laughs> to you. I think give a like I think most share. people would have gotten a street yeah. jacket by now or something, but... But we're going for a little palate cleanser in terms of let's see if we can find ourselves something funny. Yeah. Alright. I I looked up some stupid stories and I found one story I I find exceptionally stupid that it turns it's fucking hilarious. I haven't read it all, so I'm trying to save it for a first time here is Exceptionally It's from BBC and BBC News it goes <laughs> Grilled Cheese argument. Ends an attempted murder charge. First off, that fucking title of the article, "Jumian," (laughs) is like, and then it shows the picture of the dude Daniel Blackwells was arrested after the tense standoff. There was a (laughs) (laughs) standoff. This could be a movie right here. The guy has a mustache and a, reshe- a receding hairline. He, <laughs> The grilled cheese redemption. I know. But he has a black eye like, wow, some, <laughs> some shit went down. down. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm already pulled in by the article. I'm excited to see what happens next. An argument over a grilled cheese sandwich ended with a Baltimore man facing attempted murder charges. Daniel Bryan Blackwell, 55, became angry when his wife took a bite of his sandwich and shot her through the basement floor. She said, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so he, number one, okay, let's see. He goes into the kitchen and he's like, I want to make myself a grilled cheese or something. He has a grilled cheese. Like, this is my grilled cheese. He looks and there's a bite in it And he's like that fucking bitch (laughs) Let me get the gun Now was he in the basement when he was shooting up He's like that fucking bitch Uh, He says he And shot her through the basement floor So So either he was downstairs Ready to eat a sandwich Or or upstairs (laughs) And he saw the bite mark Or he was upstairs Saw the bite mark and his so wife was downstairs maybe doing the laundry or something <laughs> then he aced. He's like, I think this word a bitch it boy. You fucking bitch. <laughs> so she fled the building with three teenagers and police began a three-hour arm standoff. <laughs> Oh my gosh So she eats a sandwich And then she runs out of the house When he shoots at her for eating his fucking My, my grilled cheese bitch You fucking eat a whole dollar 75 of groceries And then Blackwell is not legally Permitted to own guns because of Prior convictions for assault oh. So he's already a short fuse He He, 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 he has Um Priors against him, so he can't legally own a gun, so he's already fucked there. So why are you gonna lose your shit over a grilled cheese sandwich? I guess I said I it. think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Blackwell's not legally, he can't own a gun, but 15 guns, four of which were loaded, reco- were recovered from the house. He later left the house unarmed and was subdued by non-lethal means among the uh, weapons was a lever action long gun with a chambered round placed just inside the front door police said blackwell's wife told the police that after the argument over the grilled cheese sandwich she heard a gunshot while she was in the kitchen blackwell came upstairs briefly she said before returning to the basement <laughs> so he was in the basement <laughs> three more <laughs> it <laughs> fucking went down it's like that bitch is right there so he went he, he saw a sandwich was eaten by that bitch <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm just saying this because I'm thinking from his perspective he Takes the sandwich, says she fucking took a bite out of it. He shoots it where he thinks she is, and then he walks upstairs to see if she's dead. <laughs> she's not. He's like, okay, I've got to correct <laughs> the course of where she is, and then went back downstairs. And three more gunshots followed, and the bullets came through the kitchen door <laughs> she's dead. She's, oh my god! <laughs> I gotta read that again. <laughs> (laughs) Blackwell's wife told police that after the argument over the grilled cheese sandwich, she heard a gunshot while she was in the kitchen. Blackwell came upstairs briefly, she said, before returning to the basement. Three more gunshots followed. (laughs) And the bullets came through the kitchen floor near where she stood, she said. Blackwell has been charged with attempted first and second degree murder, first and second degree assault, reckless endangerment, and a number of firearm violations. This dude fucked his entire life up over a goddamn. I don't even like grilled cheese sandwiches, so why would you get so angry? It's like this guy must love them. It's like I love my one of my favorite foods, maybe like hot wings or pesto or something like that. If you eat that, I'm going to be mad at you, but <laughs> I'm not going to be like, today's the day this Our, motherfucker dies. And the funniest part is that uh, the wife was like, oh, the uh, motherfucker's shooting <laughs> through the basement. <laughs> comes up and he looks at her like, okay, you're going to be right there? <laughs> you stay there. <laughs> you make me another fucking grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Pat your feet <laughs> so I can hear you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, he's at the ceiling. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. You dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> Did that get her? <laughs> Oh man! So sorry if it wasn't as funny to other people, but yeah, that was funny. This guy fucked his whole life over when, when for they a started damn grilled cheese sandwich argument. When they started saying that they got like fifteen guns, I was thinking of that scene in Hot Fuzz with that old uh, farmer that had like <laughs> fucking twenty guns. 20 no, he, guns? Had a, yeah, he had a he had a barn. Never mind, he didn't have twenty guns. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and another thing this week. You know, a little palate cleanser. Sorry, that one was funny. Sorry, if your ears are hurting. We didn't mean for that. But tax season's coming up near the end of January. So that's why people usually get their W-2s. And, you know, I've been preparing for tax season, trying to get... Because I just moved to Houston, Texas, to so trying to get all my W-2s sent here to the right address. But people who, you know... You know, April 15th means it's time for most of us to give the IRS its annual pound of flesh. Quote, most of us, unquote. Being the operative term, a few delinquents try to fool the tax collector, but it usually only works for so long. Here, uh, so I just got to look at this one. as Willie Nelson. It's tough to be mad at Willie Nelson. So when Willie got into tax trouble, his fans were there to bail him out after the IRS hit the country crooner in 1990 with a bill for $16.7 million in unpaid back taxes. Holy shit. He must make a lot of money, number one, to owe all those taxes. So good on him. But man, getting hit with a bill for that big, fuck. Nelson had to hand over many of his possessions to stay out of prison. But in a bit of quick thinking, he released an album poking fun at his plight, calling it... The IRS Tapes. Who will buy my memories? His fans took the title literally, snapping up his items at auction When then and then handing them back over to Willie. By 1993, Nelson was able to settle his tab. Shit, that'd be awesome. He's like, oh, they're going to sell my shit. He's like, okay, who wants to buy this um, cowboy hat? $200, buy it. Okay, here, Willie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, that was cool. Then I the show these I don't know who the fuck that is. Which I don't know who the fuck that is. Willie Nelson uh if you ever been to a Texas Roadhouse or like we like to call it Texas Roadkill, is there's a there's a Willie Nelson corner, and every single time you go into that corner you check and there's there's like a wax figure or a doll of Willie Nelson like laying up on the seat and everything. I'm always like, That's creepy as hell. Like that guy's famous. Like yeah. That's creepy. And he he's a huge stoner. <laughs> so there's this place in Denver we used to eat at, remember, Wishbone? And when you would go pick it up, there'd be that statue of Elvis Presley standing there. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. I'm like, what the fuck is this, like, weird... It was like one of the wood, you know, Native American statues that they usually have outside smoke shops, but it was Elvis Presley standing there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so... And then, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, it's not fucking, it's not, fu- I don't find it very funny, but everybody's talking about it, and uh, I just need to look at the mindset. A mom-to-be wears Chewbacca mask while in labor. What? <laughs> the Force was definitely with Katie Strickler Curtis, 32, on January 3rd, when she gave birth to her first child, a girl named Jaden Lee. The medical assistant from Windsor, Ontario, oh Windsor, Ontario, eh? Decided to don a Star Wars Chewbacca mask during labor, leaving the staff at Windsor Regional Hospital in stitches. Oh man, this is gonna be funny, don't you think? A 10 second clip of her going through labor while wearing the Chewie mask was posted to her Facebook page. Okay, number one, I'm sorry for even mentioning this shit because remember the the Chewbacca mom you know that was funny I understand and and she got her 15 minutes in the spotlight okay we're gonna give a lady's like oh I'm gonna get just as famous by whoring out my little baby by wearing a Chewbacca mask when my tummy rumbles okay let me watch this watch it this lady laying in the bed she's Okay, so she's acting like her Chewbacca mouth is open and doing it. She's acting like she's in agonizing pain. Cause probably because labor. I I would probably die if I was... As a man, we would die in that pain. But, okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, we would. <clears throat> no. Men cannot handle pain that women can do. It, it, it's a proven fact. Women have a way higher t- pain tolerance. Because they're bred in order to... To ha- have something this size come out of that... You're fucking dead, dude. Did that happen to a man? You ever tried eating P.F. Chang's for a week? You ever heard of Bono from South Park? Hey, but that's a poo. That's not a full-fledged human. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Bono's uh, just a huge piece of shit, That's man. basically everything for today. We'll probably be back in a day or two if you want to listen and, you know, s- subscribe and like and all that shit. Thank you for joining me, Billy. It was fun had a good night we had a couple laughs and you know we had a couple rants and we fangirled on Fury Road for the millionth time uh remember guys someone eats your grilled cheese don't shoot at him cause you will go to prison and you'll probably you know fuck your life over and he's probably gonna get raped or shit in prison like Whoa. yo what did you do and he's like I tried to kill my wife like oh was she cheating on you dude and you're like she ate my grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and like this fucker's getting a beat down. <laughs> so so guy still says tapioca. So it's <laughs> that Starts guy. Him on the he gets a- the, the lame award of the week. You know, people are lame, but you're not as stupid as this guy. So thank you for joining us on People Are Lame, episode three. Again, I was joined by my brother Bill and I meet Isaac Gilberry. And have a pretty good week. And remember, people are lame. (laughs) Wait, how are you doing? (laughs) Lame. I was barely legal looking for something evil to say and people to be antagonized. And you said to me it's not a good strategy. You should grow up try to act like you're civilized. Sincerity You should go fuck yourself And then try to die You were sick of it Motherfucker, I see no knife